This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Decision. I want to win championships. I want to win bowl games. And what else is a better place to do it than your city? The power of home represents something. The DMV, like you try to explain it to people that aren't from there, and it's hard to explain it. That thing we talk about, Maryland Pride, is real. And the way we will play with Maryland Pride. He's gonna go! Touchdown! The Terrapins have one last shot at winning this game. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, throws it up. And he got it! And the Terrapins win at the buzzer! Oh! Stevie Francis, showtime. Oh, man! What a play by Bias! Holy cow! Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. Maryland pulls off the upset. They have defeated number one, and the celebration is on. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And others host college sports and recruiting podcasts. You're listening to IMS Radio at InsideMarylandSports.com. Your hosts, Jeff Ehrman, Paul Douglas, and Larry Franz. Week three upon us. Week three, can you believe it? We're in the, in the thick of the season now. Thick yeah, we, of the season. I, I didn't think I was going to survive week two, frankly. But uh, here we are. We what, made it. About four minutes into the game when it was 14 <laughs> Man, that was uh, that was not not optimal. Uh, no, <laughs> it was no. really not optimal. Um, I'll I'll say this: that happened, and that that was unfortunate. But they completely dominated the rest of the game and figured it out. And I'm not I'm not that worried about it. It was kind of fluky, right? Yeah, I think it fluky yeah. is the exact word I was about to use. It was definitely the type of game where, like, you experience it and you're kind of violent, and then, like, you go and you watch it a couple, you know, the next day or a couple days later, and you're like, uh, okay, it's it, it's fine. And it was fine. I mean, I, I think it was pretty much the the way we would have expected that game to come out um, under any other circumstances other than giving up a blown coverage and a ridiculous pick six, like, yeah. literally back-to-back at the beginning of the game. I will say, I mean, though, to Leah – it is a together, little man. worrisome, yes. You've got to get it together. The so, decision-making, right? Are we just going to go into takes? Because i got to take. Well, be- sure. before that, we already got a comment about Jeff's glasses in the chat room. So. Looks oh, good, doesn't he? These glasses are so nerdy. I haven't bought a new pair in years. And each time, like, 
my eyes get irritated from my contact lens. Like I throw these things on every I, I, time. I'm like, I'm going to get new glasses tomorrow. What did they say? What did they say how, how sexy they are? They said old man shades. Totally. Yeah. I can't even argue with that. I understand completely because I have the same thing where every once in a while, I just, I'm like, I got the contacts are not working today. I got to wear the glasses. So yeah, I have the yes. same thing. I couldn't put contacts in my life dependent on it, man. I am not touching my eyeballs. Like just hey, nope, not we, doing it. We got Wes Brown in the chat. Nice. We should let him. We should have him on. We should. Oh, Wes. Man, we should. I've been. Hey, Wes. I've been meaning to get Wes. You're on watching right so now forever. And I. Jeff, yeah. email him the link. Let's get him in. Just come on. Let's do it. Ask him if let's, he's available. Let's do it spontaneous, Wes. You're available. You are available. What is his official title? He's so a football beat know. writer. Football beat writer for Inside former, Maryland former, Sports. Former, and former not just football. He covers, I shouldn't just limit it to that. He covers other stuff, too. He's a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades guy for us. He's been doing a great job for a while now. So. Did you, former, did, former Maryland running back, Wes Brown, on the show. Okay. We can do that. Same guy, yes. Just yep. send him the link. Did he say he's in? Yeah, he's in. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I've been meaning to have Wes on here forever. So that's a good catch, Larry. One second. You guys Jay, can talk amongst yourselves. Jay Molnar says, I thought they caught a break when the German kid from Michigan got hurt. Glaze rolled his back up. Okay. I don't know what that means, but was cool. it again? The German kid from Michigan. All I could think of is Wagner, the, the basketball player. <laughs> but <laughs> It, was their defensive end a German guy or something, and he got hurt? I, oh, I, he's talking about Iabi Oki. He's talking about Charlotte, the Charlotte game? Iabi Anuma's not German, no. No, he's not, but I assume that's what he must be talking about, right? I have or no have idea German what's going on right now. Maybe they had a German defensive end that we're not. <laughs> no, is, no that, is that the guy from the gift? I have no idea. Gift? Have you guys seen the gif of them dragging that guy off the field? Yes, it's hilarious. Yes. I think it was Iabi, wasn't it? That must be who he's thinking of. I don't know where the German part comes from, but Michigan, yeah, it's got to be him. Jay Molnar is going off on tangents in the chat room. We're we're going to ignore that for the rest because I don't think they had a German defensive end on the team. Did they? Jay Molnar. (laughs) I remember remember when they were recruiting Ayabi Anoma, and it was such a big deal, and it was the five-star defensive end that everybody always wants. And it came down to Maryland and like Bama and somebody else. And he went to Bama, right? But I remember yeah. we, we went to the basketball game. Jeff got us press passes behind the basket. It was awesome. And Yabi was there with the coaches. And he walked by and I said, Yabi, you're going to Maryland, right? And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he just like laughed at me. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, right. he was like a borderline <laughs> five-star recruit. I mean, he was yeah, he, he was Alabama. The next guy. Yeah, he went to so he was Alabama, and then we talked about this last week, I think. So whatever. They're asking, yeah. "Well, IMSB at the UVA game? Yes, we'll be there. We're not doing a show." Yeah, but I primarily i I try to split time. I if I can, it depends on how much time I have. Like when I get there, it's a Friday night. So that's going to be a rough one. I try to get down to Paul's tailgate, which is in lot nine. Paul's there for hours. You guys can go up and say hi to him. I try to split time between Paul. And then I go to the old line tailgate. I know a lot of people up there, Ben and, and our boy, William, who, <laughs> who's been nominated to set up the tailgate 
uh, the bowl game tailgates for life now is there and various other people. A lot of people come out and say hi and they like the show and that's always very much appreciated. But yes, we're going to you know, be there. You know, Larry, how I, how I know when Paul has begun his tailgating, because I see on Facebook, Paul Douglas wrote College Park, I am in you. <laughs> yes, he does say that. It's a factual statement. He does many, many years, and I still chuckle at it. <laughs> After all these years, I still chuckle at it. It's just the you know, it's just the I am. First game of the year, man. You gotta you gotta make sure people understand the deal. Gary Simpson says one beer on the house and lot Z. I'll try to do that, but I'm trying to remember where lot Z is. That's in between my tailgate and where Ben's people are. So if you make the walk. I can stop it. Can Z. It's it's literally on the way. Gary, I'm gonna have to know like what you look like and all that because there's a lot of people there, right? I can't just walk up to random people. And well, say, I mean, hey, everybody, you you promised me a beer. Well, G- Gary <laughs> will notice. Gary will notice the crowd forming around Larry France as he's walking through the parking lot. Autographs, asking for autographs, groupies, yeah, just hanger-ons. I mean, people do come up and say hi every week. I'm there, so that's cool. There's Wes. Oh yeah. Oh, wow, look at Wes Brown. He's got like a nice little, nice little fancy little setup there too. I think my kid's got that one for his, uh, his like Minecraft gaming. Oh, he's got the gamer headset. Yeah, yeah, it's ball. That's the same one my kid has. What are you playing on that? Uh, I I'll mostly do like CS:GO and FIFA, Madden, and whatnot. FIFA and I'll Madden. To, oh, I gotta set up a grudge match between you and my son. He plays Madden constantly. Like he plays in these leagues where you're playing like with random. Like the best players from all across the country, it's all yeah. serious and stuff. I have no idea how you get into it. I'm sure you know about those, but yeah. Um, let let me give you a pro tip. Do not, and I repeat, do not get <laughs> on like like a gaming setup where you can let like a ten year old shit like shit talk you while they're kicking your ass in <laughs> Call of Duty or FIFA or whatever it happens. I thought that was part of the you experience. Do not, no, you, do you not mean, don't let it that. happen. You do not want to be doing that. I don't play so. I just yeah. thought that that was part of it. Like all the kids like trash talk to you. I'm semi-competitive with my son at 2K. He's 15. I win probably 10% of the time. Madden, forget it. I don't even play. I won't even. There's no reason. I'll lose Dude, 50 every time. The last time I played Call of Duty, I said some things to like a 12-year-old that I kind of regret a little. So we had to like step back and kind of reevaluate our, uh, <laughs> you know, our, our life choices. So uh, I don't do that anymore. But uh, kids love it, so good for them. Wes, what is your reaction to the game from Saturday? Anything to take from it at all? Yeah, so so kind of like I mentioned there, I think um, Loxley kind of said it as well. It's one of those things where it, it might have been good that they got in that situation. Um, obviously, you don't want to be down 14 nothing, but you know, later in the season, maybe a couple weeks, who knows, maybe Friday, if you get stuck in a situation like that, again, it gives them, you know, the opportunity to say, we've done this before we've gotten out of a hole, you know, being able to do it again, Charlotte can build some of that momentum into to other games. And obviously, like, like you said, they, they climbed out of the hole 38 unanswered um, until, until the very end there. So um, not necessarily as much to worry about as maybe it looks to anyone who turned the game on and then turned it right off. Everybody. You worried about Talia at all? The decision making that was not good. I mean, not. I mean, it, it's just kind of who he is at this point. Um, like, like, yeah, but they're going to be playing on, teams so that good. provide more pressure with, yeah. with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of who he is at this point. You know, he, he's going to get in the, those phases where he kind of just locks in the receivers, like when he threw the the interception there in the end zone. 
um, in, in the third quarter, even though he was hitting his stride, you know, um, he'll, he'll go up and down. He'll have those, those moments. Um, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it, it was one blown coverage and then one bad pass on, on, on the next play. So um, take away those two plays and then that's it's a completely different ball game. But you can't take away the plays because that's part well, of I mean, I was going to say, like, that's kind of my take here. Like, I think we just need to – I think I, I, with college, it's different than pro. Part of the thing that makes it awesome is you expect improvement from players every year just about, right? Every year, kids typically get a little bit better. I think Lee is a finished product. I think he just is who he is, and we cannot start planning this season around him turning into, like, an elite college football player. Like, he's a very good college football player. He's a very good college quarterback, but like he's not going to be any better than this. He's going to maybe lose us a game. He might not show up in those games where we really need him to to overtake a more talented team. So like if you if you look at, you know, we'll do the percentages for the rest of the season later, but like just thinking about how the season's going to go, if part of your calculation is that Leah is going to be good enough to win us games individually any more so than he has the last couple of years, I'm not sure I would I would think that way at this point. I think he just kind of is what he is, and he's not going to get any better than this. So if there's one takeaway from the Charlotte game for me, like that's my big one. Like he just is who he is, and we got to take the good with that, and there's a lot of good that comes with it, but there's going to be a lot of bad that comes with it too. So, Wes, what about the offensive line? What do you think? Is it as worrisome as we thought it was, which – Obviously, it seems to be got better in the second half, especially on the left side uh, against Charlotte. And is Gottlieb, I say, going to be back this week at tackle? Is there any word on that yet? Um, I believe Loxley um, said that he'll be back on Friday, or at least these hopes he'll be able to to play. Um, kind of like you mentioned, the, the left side has actually turned out to be, you know, really, really, really good. Um, it, it is that right side with, with Fagan there. Um, at, at right tackle but um, yeah I mean obviously it's not as good as last year but I think a lot of people sort of understand that last year was a almost an elite offensive line by by Maryland standards so um, definitely gonna have to expect this this step back um, but I, I feel like it's just going to continue to get better well, obviously, obviously once they get the rotations down they're not going to be rotating as much as they are right now um, once once we hit you know Big Ten play um, but, you know, we'll, we'll start to see that hierarchy sort of figure itself out. Any surprises so far for you? Uh, to me, I was asked this question earlier. I couldn't really think of any, you know, Jack Howes has been good. I guess that's something. But any anything that's caught you off guard or impressed you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously, like like you said, the kicking game. Um, I'd also kind of say maybe the the wide receivers, you, you kind of expected them to, to do well. Um, but obviously when you have Ty Felton, you know, drop that pass in week one, you kind of, you know, see, see, like a lot of people, you know, kind of roll your eyes and say, here we go. But, um, you know, they've stepped up, you know, Prather's turned out to be, you know, the, the guy who you, you thought he could be. Um, I mean, he's got some time left and, and they obviously have a lot of talent there. Um, I think I saw Tyrese Chambers is expected to come back this week as well. So, um, yeah, what's still, really, uh, I, I, I believe he just got, got dinged up in the first game and, and missed the second game. Um, but seems to seems to be okay for this one. That's you the think about the way they handle? Sorry, Les, that's the thing about the way they handle injuries. You never know. People be like, "What's it?" You don't know who's what the injury is when they're coming back. It's just uh, 
it's a total mystery. Very unusual. It sucks, man. It really yeah, sucks. Like, you, you never know. Like people ask me, and sometimes I have some info from behind the scenes, but in terms of publicly released, you don't know half the time if a guy's might be out for the season. It's just you just notice he's not playing. But anyways, that's a, that's a tangent for another day. Wes, you think that Loxley and company are playing things close to the vest. They know they're more talented and bigger, stronger, faster than the first two opponents. So they've played very vanilla games so far and that things might change. Maybe even this week, even though UVA is not very good either, but they're going to start implementing more stuff and getting more exotic and all of those kind of things. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a, anytime you look at the schedule for, for a season and you have, you know, an FCS Towson and then a group of five opponent, then a power five opponent, then big 10 play, you're kind of going to expect it to be a bit vanilla. Um, obviously a team like Charlotte, who, who's a little sneaky, there, having a lot of power five players at a group of five program. Um, they can, you know, shock, but, you know, provide some shock value. Um, but obviously the Terps are able to, to, to get through that one, but definitely with the the power five team coming up in, in Virginia, you know, not they're not playing like a power yeah, five team. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's not necessarily the, the, the Virginia you, you, you come to know. And obviously it's not the same rivalry um, kind of like, like Loxley was saying yesterday, but um, definitely a step up in the competition level. Um, so you sure. I, you sure it's a step up. Like, I don't know. I don't even know that it's a step up over Charlotte. No, nah, it's a step up. I mean, it's mostly from the the depth standpoint. Obviously, Charlotte Charlotte has a lot of probably better athletes than, than UVA yeah. on the top end. But when you get down in, in, in the depth areas, you know, UVA is going to have a little bit more, more depth to keep up with, with their level at least. And, and Larry, as bad as uh, Virginia is right now, they're still recruiting a different level of player than Charlotte is for the most part. They're still recruiting against power five, you know, a lot of power five. They're not getting elite kids, but they're still recruiting in that same pool. So it's a higher level, uh, even with Charlotte's. They lost yeah, to JMU. No, yeah, no, but J- JMU, I don't think JMU is quite the walkover. I mean, you know, they, like I said, they, they bumped up a little bit. I think they're pretty decent tests. Um, so like I again I'm not t- I'm not trying to like Dean Smith UVA or anything like but they're not they're not garbage they're like whatever the level is just above yeah. garbage so like it's a team that you you Refuse. know again, well yeah what's the line fourteen right you know you're feeling pretty good about that kind of game and at home on a Friday night that's a situation where you expect your team to go out there and whoop that ass now we have not had a lot of very good night experiences night game experiences at home in quite some time. So if anything, I was saying to a buddy of mine during the game last week, um, once, you know, we kind of figured out, figure ourselves out a little bit, um, you know, it actually makes me feel a little bit better about the Virginia game, having gone through that Charlotte mess in the first four minutes, um, you know, that I would have otherwise, because that felt like the trap game to me. Whereas Charlotte decided to go ahead and make themselves the trap game after the fact, and um, and hopefully they'll be they'll be a little more on their toes certainly at the starting gun this time. But uh, I don't know, man. College football is weird. Your stuff happens. Hopefully they go and they knock them out like they should. But I, I don't know what to think right now. Wes, when you go, do you uh, do you tailgate or you're up in the press box? What are you doing? Yeah, no, I I, I usually get there about three hours before and just just head in the press box so I can um, you know 
set everything up and then I'll, I'll probably go to the uh, Turp Alley um, usually. And then uh, from there is the availability reports and all that kind of stuff uh, stacking up from there. How do you say Gottlieb's last name? You get the I, sheet, right? Uh, yeah, I actually don't have it on me, and I don't think I've actually tried to. <laughs> I think it's like, Ayidze. Ayidze. I thought it was Ayidze, but on the broadcast two weeks ago, they said like IJ or something like that. So I, I thought I might be pronouncing well, it wrong the whole time. The other one we've been saying, we've been saying Tommy King Basote, and then on the broadcast they said a King Besote, a King Besote. They said it different, and I was like, wait a second. We've been saying this for like two years now. It's Tommy. It's Tommy. I know his high school coach really well. His high school coach called him Big Juicy all of his life. So Big Juicy? Ooh, I, I like Big Juicy. brings up Big Juicy. It's really funny. I've been I know, in, I'm, I'm on board with Big Juicy. That's a, that's a yeah, win that's for a great me. That's a great nickname. Wes, I've, I've been in the press box, and there's the rule about no cheering, but do you cheer? Do you have to, right? What do you do? What are like, do you kind of go like, yes, yes, like this? Or do, are you he like, he doesn't cheer. He's come on. Professionally, doesn't, he's he cheers. He cheers. He cheers. No chance. What if Maryland's playing Penn State and it's a tie game? Penn State's up four with 10 seconds to go and Maryland throws a touchdown to win at the buzzer. Are you going to cheer? Or are you just going to sit there? No, 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 because no, no, you're Patrick, cheering. No, because Patrick Stevens would stare his ass down. From Maryland, what is, is that's the second to last game, right? Maryland is ten and zero. They're in first place in the Big Ten. If they beat Penn State, they clinch the Big East, East Division, Big Ten East, and they throw they win the game at the buzzer to clinch the Big Ten East Division. No cheer. At that point, it's expected, right? Their first place, they should be Penn State then. <laughs> Come on, See, man. Man, I'm, I'm getting like old, weird journalism school vibes from this. Larry, like, yeah. Cheer, yeah, cheering they, in the press box is like like going beating up a judge if you're a lawyer. Like going listen, up to the, like you, you just can't, you can't do it no matter what. I've been in the press areas multiple times since this show started, and there's cheering. You say there that, but one or two guys. Who yes, yeah, I can. I can tell you exactly. People who those know. Two guys yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's always a couple, but I'm usually part of the people looking at those and, people. And one, one of them is <laughs> not there anymore uh, regularly. Anyway, um, no, no. I will say, I will say, the closest thing I remember to cheering, it wasn't even cheering. It was just like pure astonishment. Was that game against Ohio State when McFarland ran for like 500 yards? <laughs> And I think like the third one he took for like seventy yards. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, what is going on here?" Like, that was that was crazy. It was crazy nuts. outburst, yeah. And yeah, of I course, they'll always be attached to the overtime throw by by Piggy, right? Had oh. it was Jay Sean Jones, right? Who was open in the? He was wide open. Yeah. Come on, that's a tougher that's a tougher play than it looks like, man. Two guys go. No. Oh regions. no! Come on, Paul. I'm convinced I could have made that throw. <laughs> yeah, if you were standing still and you no. had nobody chasing you. No, okay, I would have I would have been too slow to get into that position to throw it, but at that stage, if you just zapped me into his body. I think I could have made the throw. I'm just saying it's like a 60% throw, not a 95 I, I don't think so. Jeff is like the guy who goes out to throw the first pitch at the baseball game, and he stands there, and it goes like five feet to the right, and the catcher can't even get it. That's, That's fake news. Fake news. I used to be a pitcher. 
<laughs> yeah, well, so did I. That doesn't mean <laughs> anything. If you can throw a knuckleball for the opening pitch, that would be sweet. Although I would definitely, I would definitely throw from the mouth if I got the chance. Yeah, I'm that'd not, be fun. I'm not, throw, I'm not throwing in front. That's for that's for weenies. They should have for football the first pass. If people go out and get to throw a pass, like the baseball, you have the first pitch. You know, people come out and yeah, they come some up kind with of celebrity or something. Yeah, they should that's do that that's for a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Get on that, Wes. You know, people get on that. Make it happen. T- talk to Damon. You guys are boys, right? Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> you got any recruiting tidbits for us? Um, some, uh, kind of like, like Jones said, I, I talked to, uh, Jalen Harvey on Friday. Um, he'll, he'll be, he'll be in, in attendance on Friday. Um, so definitely USC, Penn state and, and Maryland right there. Um, he'll be at the, the whiteout game for Penn state uh, at, at, at the end of this month. Forget um, it. It's over. He, he, mm. he, he, he's going to look into to making a decision after there. Um, he would have seen, you know, all three game day atmospheres and, in, in uh, th- this season so far. So. Um, is he basing it on game day atmosphere? Because that's that's a problem. Not 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 entirely. <laughs> um, he, he's definitely looking for a a good family atmosphere, and you know a, a lot of the typical things. They'll, they'll Money, say. nil. Um, it, all, How much all, is he asking for? How much is he? I'm trying to break your boy, Jeff. I'm trying to get him to crash. Uh, how much yeah, is he trying to get him for? to not come back on the show? <laughs> yeah, Jalen well, well, Harvey commits during the game. Will you cheer in the press box? That's what we need to know. That's, that's, no, that's I'll be too busy writing a, a story on it. <laughs> <laughs> How much is he asking man. for NIL wise? How much does he want? Did, didn't didn't get to that. You didn't. <laughs> when he was on his trip, were there any girls involved? Not that I know of. Okay, good answer. It'd be it'd be well, bad if you said yes. <laughs> you said yes, and then we got the program in trouble. That'd be hilarious. Not oh, yeah, hilarious. Because, yeah, it's never happened. It'd be awful, yeah. Anywhere, ever. All right. UVA prediction. Wes, which um, prediction? I'll probably go a uh, 38-7, Maryland win. That's big. That's I had big. 38-17, so. Both of those would be acceptable. All right. Hey. We're going to do a, an ad hoc real quick. We're going to do a true or false with you. I'm going to do five rapid fire true or false. You have to say true or false. If you want to expound upon it, you can, but you could just say true or false too if you want. You ready? Leah will come back for another season because he's got a COVID year left still, and they're going to pay him. Okay. Hemby will come back for one more season. True. That's good. Maryland will win at least eight games this year. True. I think I think eight's kind of the the line there. Okay, good. Well, that we'll take that. That's a take. Maryland will have a top twenty five recruiting class in twenty twenty five. I'd probably say true. There's a, a a lot of high ranking guys in the class, and you kind of hope that they can take that that next step. Um, it, it'll kind of depend on how they're able to to finish this year. Um, but if if they're able to finish it strong, I, I I'd like their chances to keep you know climbing up the list. All right, last one. You are the smartest member of the IMS staff. I'll say true. Probably. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, do I get an answer? Because that's clearly true. <laughs> I mean, it's a low bar. Definitely but... the smartest on the show right now. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you for joining us spontaneously. That was a lot of fun. And for people listening, 
I guess most people listen already going to know who you are, but Wes is the football beat writer. He covers a lot of stuff. He does amazing articles. Did you write the article today resetting the basketball recruiting board? Was that you? Who was that? No, that that, that was Colby. Oh, it was Colby. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's the Twitter uh, handle, Wes? Yeah. Yeah, what's your uh, Twitter? Handle? W underscore Brown 21. W underscore Brown 21. Wesley Brown, thank you for joining us. Yep, thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Wes. See you, Wes. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That was good. It was fun. Yeah, just, you know, I'm glad you did. I've been so many times. I'm like, I got to get Wes on, and then I flake out as I tend to do. So I'm glad. I'm glad you thought of that. Leah could come back. I mean, what if he says, "I'll come back if you give me two million dollars"? He'd be foolish not to do that. We don't have two million dollars. I know, but he he may not get drafted. He's not going oh, to get he's drafted. He's not getting drafted. Right. Let's, so, again, this is this is what I'm saying. Like, like this is not happening. Like, he's a college quarterback, and then he's either maybe going to, I don't know, maybe it takes CFL Canada or something. But like, it's so not why wouldn't happening. you come back if you're going to get money at Maryland? You could. Well, I mean, he might. I guess that's it what I'm saying. Only, like, it might be his only option. But we're not we're not paying him two million dollars. We don't have two million dollars. So if that's what it's going to take, well, it might not be. What Jeff? How much <laughs> is he getting this year? Oh, hey. Jordan is joining us now. What a what a what a show yeah, we, we just got. got all types of random stuff going on. This here. is this is the the random show. Yeah. All right, Jeff. To give everybody the background on Jordan, there he is. Hey, Larry. Hey, what's going on? What's your last name again, Jordan? I'm forgetting right now. Monk M O N K. Jordan Monk. We're we're gonna do a feature here that we've done in the past. We haven't done it in a while where we have a sort of fan of the week. And generally in the past, it's been associated with winning the bowl competition or the tournament bracket, things like that, where we allow a fan to come on and ask three questions, any questions that could be directed at any of us individually to us as a whole. It's entirely up to you. It could be about any topic you want. So go ahead and do do you have three ready to go or yeah, I'm okay. ready. I'm ready. You go. You and you you lead the way. Go ahead. All right. Well, first one's for Jeff, the basketball mine. So Jeff, when did you know Mark Turgeon wasn't the guy from Maryland? Ooh, that's a good, good start. question. Yeah. Ooh. I would think I I mean, I had doubts those first three years. Who who wouldn't, right? They didn't make the tournament any of those years. 
first recruiting class flamed out. Uh, I think it was the year, and I this is a little redundant because I wrote something yesterday about the disappointment of that season, but I think it was 2015, 2016. You know, they had a lot of talent, all that hype coming into the season. The team never was as good of, as the sum of its parts. And then the year, I think it was, it was the following year where they lost to Northwestern and at home at Verizon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that I think was the real punctuation mark on, I don't think he's going to get it done. That team was decent, underachieved, but then to have that crowd and have that sort of set up all just teed up for you at home and to lose in the first round to a mediocre at best team, I think that drilled, drilled home the conclusion. And I think pretty much every fan, okay, I don't want to say every, but a majority of fans, when they, whenever it comes up, what the moment was when they just decided they were out on Turgeon, it was that loss at Verizon. Yeah, I mean, me personally, it was December 21st, 2013. I mean, Boston University, you know, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that hit me was I remember him turning around to like Charles Mitchell, Nick Faust on the bench, and they were laughing. And at that moment, I said, I don't think I ever saw Gary laugh. Gary barely smiled when he won the national title. And I said, yeah, this guy's not it. And I'm not trying to do my claim to fame, but my claim to fame is I was on that fire Turgeon bus early and often. <laughs> I, yeah, I was one of the last. Kind of thing. Yeah. I held out for a very long time. I tried my best to support <laughs> and, and Larry, I mean, there was a lot of people that held out for a long time because, you know, we're Maryland basketball. We support no matter who coaches. I get that. But we also should. I mean, like you said, I know we hold ourselves to a higher standard. And some people are like, well, what's the standard? You've only had one national title. But it's a DMV. Look at that. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. But that 2025 class coming in, it's just loaded. Jeff just talked about how loaded it is in one of his uh, latest blogs. I mean, 24 looked Kevin like it Willard. was going to be loaded, and that didn't happen. So let's let's see. Well, I shouldn't say it didn't happen yet, but it looks like it's it's happen. about to not happen. <laughs> about to <laughs> not go happen. on. Things need some dominoes yes. need to start falling. Yes. <laughs> hey, Mustaf, Mustaf to Maryland, baby, tomorrow. That's is that happen. is it happening? No, that's not happening. Come on, Paul. You ain't, ain't got to be negative all the time. Look, man, I'm just telling you. I don't think that's happening. It doesn't look great. <laughs> Question two, Jeff again. What basketball recruit did you get most fooled by the decision, whether that's he chose Maryland out of nowhere or you thought he was a lot to Maryland and he went elsewhere? I mean, people will assume I'm going to say Devon Dotson because I got a, you know, I bid on a smoke screen in, in the last day of that one, so that, that might be it. And I thought they had a chance, but I, uh, but probably Kelvin Johnson because that, you know, Kelvin Johnson, I've, I've said it a million times, he was, silently committed to Maryland. So I wrote, you know, I went with it. He's crystal balls in all that full confidence. And then things started to go sideways. Kentucky, all of a sudden, of course, with Maryland's luck, they, the minute they get him locked up, Kentucky misses on whoever it was at the time. Calipari goes all in and he, uh, he commits to Kentucky. So probably that one, um, have there any who who's committed? I'm trying to in football. There's been so many kids who've committed out of the blue, partly because it's 
football recruiting is wild as hell, and partly because there's so many more recruits. Or Darian Richardson. Oh, well, Diamond Stone. I mean, I, I was going to say Diamond Stone. Like, I, I never thought in a million years we were going to pull well, that no, off. No, I thought they were going to get – I thought they were probably going to get him, but it, it came out of the blue. I felt like they had a really good chance on that one. But in terms of the timing, that one was a shock. It just came out of nowhere. Told the story a million times. I'm, like, packing to go to Disney World in six hours. And Paul texts me. I'm at the grocery store, like, getting ready for this trip. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about. I'll think about it while you ask your third question. If, if anybody else comes to mind. Well, and then the third question is: I guess you could say it's a softball for all three of you. Who wins the national championship first, Maryland football or Maryland basketball? Because we got the twelve-team playoff coming next year, so it's got to be basketball, right? I mean, we're never winning a football national championship. <laughs> it's got to be. Basketball. We're just not. We're just not. It's not who we are. There's you just. It just it's just impossible. It's impossible. It it just oh, is impossible. Here we it. go. Here's the bet, Paul. All if, right. If Stop. If Mustaf commits to Maryland tomorrow, he won't. You got to come on my podcast, Turtlehead's podcast. You got to. Okay. Yeah. And, no, that's fine. No, I will absolutely do that. I yeah. do. I want to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I will go on everybody. If, if you got a podcast that discusses like. Fucking plastic knobs. I will go on your podcast if Jaden Mostaff commits to Maryland tomorrow. I've he's done got, this. He's too. got the second. He's got the second best Terps podcast, so it, it, it'll work. Well, well yeah, it, I just I'm fine with that. What's your podcast? Plug it again, real quick. Uh, Turtleheads podcast. Uh, the big part is I know you all. You all claim to be the number one, which you got to be because you've been around the longest, and you definitely cover all Maryland. But for the Terp fan that needs more Maryland lives, give us a follow on Spotify and Apple. Instagram, Twitter, Turtleheads Podcast, man. We talk all Terps, Ravens, Orioles, and maybe a little bit of Redskins, too, if you want to be bored. <laughs> nobody nobody cares about the Ravens, dude. It's all about the Commanders. And they're the Commanders now, not the – Obviously. <laughs> nobody uh, cares. The Ravens. The Red. <laughs> um, Larry's a Ravens fan. I forgot. Yeah. That's, that's right, Larry. No Purple Friday this week. It's Red Friday. Clearly inferior. Black Friday this week, yeah. Well, they, they didn't look – as good as people hoped in week one, but I still think they're a potential Super Bowl contender this year, the Ravens. Well, Larry, what we say is week one is now preseason week four because John don't play nobody the first three weeks of preseason. Yeah. And then they still got injuries. Come on. Here's the question, though. Who snapped that preseason winning streak? There that is. There it is. There's your Super Bowl. Who cares? I'm glad it's over. In your faces. In your face. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad it's over because you shouldn't be playing preseason games to try and win them. You should be playing them to get ready for the regular season. It was season. just annoying and stupid. I'm just happy it's over. That's Me like, too. Now we, can, now we can all just never Me talk too. About As a Ravens fan, I'm <laughs> right. glad it's over with. It's just Honestly, dumb. Who cares? Forget about like the home run record or Cal Ripken. That to me is the most amazing record in sports history. When you think about the, how little people try in preseason, how many games where there were just a bunch of you know furniture movers out there, or and they kept you know, this injury, or that. Yeah, I mean, like there's so many variables and so little effort. How the hell how that happens is, you know, it is a real like, incredible like just roll of the dice, right? Like you know, you just keep like rolling and it keeps going up. What was it, twenty four something like that? Yeah. It was like across yeah, eight years or something crazy? Yeah, because yeah, when was their first year? Like, two thousand. So you'd be 20, no. twenty three or twenty four, right? No, they started in 96. 
Yeah, but I want to say 2015 was when the streak started, right? Yeah, something like yeah. that. It was like eight years. Oh, yeah, wow, okay. crazy. Like, how was there not a game in there where the other team still had in second string or a few good drafts? I think that did happen. You know? We still won. It, I know it's crazy. crazy. It's wild, but it's over. So y'all can kiss my ass. The end. Thanks to it's it's such a here. I'm gonna sound sound like an old guy. It's such a weird flex, Paul and Jeff. Nobody cares. Like, why are you bragging about <laughs> because that? Because like, we have nothing to cling to. <laughs> no nope. cares. Nothing to cling to other than other than that. that they won. And Dan, and Dan Snyder's gone. And so like good. I'm done. I'm good for five years. Five years now. Like I don't care. My son that. is a bigger Commanders fan than me by far. He knows every player on the roster, salary cap, all that. And I always tell him, like, when I was your age, I was celebrating Super Bowls, and he's celebrating, like, giving the Steelers their first loss two years. Like, remember that time we beat the Steelers when they were eleven and zero? Like, those are his. So, yeah. so like, we got yeah. to clean of this stuff. When we were his age, we would have celebrated our fourth Super Bowl and third Super Bowl title by then. So, like, it's it's different. It's different for the youngins these they days. They won week one, and they got a promising young rookie Doesn't quarterback. Doesn't matter. Hey, we just got to clean, just clean the whole thing out. And it was ugly we'll, against a terrible yeah. opponent. Yeah, we'll start. Right. Just get rid of Ron. We'll clean things out, and it'll be over. But nobody's on this podcast. Right. So Ron's got to go. Stupid point, I, I took them in my Survivor League, the the Commanders, and I'm very thankful for that because there's no other opportunities to use them the rest of the year. It could have been ruined real easily. But it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't. And now I'm set up. So that's good. All right. Well, well look, I appreciate y'all letting me hop on your podcast. Always listen. Um, good luck to everything. And give us a follow or give us a like on Turtlehead's podcast, man. And Paul, you- we'll find out about that bet tomorrow. Dude, I like I said, if, if it happens, I will be happy and I will I will come on your pod every week. It's fine. Like it's all good. <laughs> hey, where do you where do you tailgate when you go to the games? We don't tailgate, Larry. We show up to the games, we rock and roll. You know why I don't tailgate? Because I'm usually running late and I'm walking there as fast as I can to get to the games. <laughs> all right. Well, at least you're there. At least don't you're run, there. don't run late on Friday, people, because you're not getting in. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Coming from Ocean City, Salisbury, Maryland. We're coming a long ways to get there. That's why I don't understand being like right around the block. Why don't you get the games? We're traveling three hours to get there. That's crazy. That's impressive. Well done, my friend. Kudos to you for that one. All right, Jordan. Let's let's see if we meet up again next week very soon here. (laughs) This thing works out tomorrow. All right, Jordan. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, boss. See you, Jordan. So we, we yeah, might- so hey, let me just while we're on that subject, real quick. If you're planning on going this game on Friday, let me give a little little hot little pro take. Um, do not try and show up after like four o'clock because you will not get there. Like you just won't. It's a Friday in the DMV. The game's at seven. So like, unless you feel like you know sitting on lot one or the Beltway or every road in between, get your ass there early. Lots open at two p.m. Go tailgate. Yeah, how, much do you think that turn, how much does that hurt turnout on these Friday night lights games? People just not wanting to deal with it, you think? It's got to hurt. I think it's going to hurt. I think it's definitely going to hurt. I don't think it'll be so bad because the weather looks good. Um, and certainly people will have had notice that this is happening. So I yeah. just I just worry kind of like those, um, those 7 o'clock uh, basketball starts that you get sometimes. Where like everything's oh it's five o'clock I gotta head down to College Park it's like bro you're you're not getting into that stadium at seven if you're leaving you know 
They'll just have to sit through really crazy traffic. Yeah. Yeah, So get there early. um, Yeah. The tailgate scene will probably be semi-mild, right? Because how how many people are going to be able to take off work for this? I'm getting – I've got to get around the beltway. I'm going. I'm going to leave early because I – exactly what Paul just said. But it will eliminate a lot of people who just can't or don't want to get around the beltway on a Friday. Like it's – yeah, I you think know? you're going to have a silly student crowd, though. Yeah, that should you're be fun. Have an absolute jam-packed student crowd. And the other thing, you know, it's UVA, so there's all the regional relationships. My brother-in-law is a UVA alum, and I'm in Maryland. Let's go to the game. You know, that, that's been that's been lacking for so long now with the Big Ten move. This is the first time you've had that, except for like you know Towson or whatever, but on this level. Yeah, I think there will definitely be some some ACC nostalgia in that. There certainly was. We actually at the bowl game when we played NC State. I was surprised. yeah, that was cool. A lot of people were kind of really into that. Um, but yeah, man, the students will be lit. I'll give them credit, man. They stayed all through Charlotte dealing with that crap, and you know we give them a lot of stuff. But uh, but that was good. They helped make that crowd good uh, when Merrill needed them to. So we'll need them again Friday, I imagine. We're gonna skip projections this week because none of you guys wanted to change your projections yet so you guys are still at 7.2 wins a piece hoagie upped his by almost half a game mine lowered i lowered a bunch we won't get too much into it but i i went from 6.82 to 6.69 i lowered about four or five games by about five percent each because i'm worried about the offensive line and some of the opponents look better, like Rutgers, for example. Northwestern looks a little less of a gimme and things like that. So just anyway, that's enough for the projections. Michigan, Michigan State is a dumpster fire now. That's a that's maybe. A yeah, we might have some, some some interim coach magic there. Yeah, don't, don't, I don't know. know yet. I don't know about the. I don't know about adding a variable to a team that was clearly kind of crap to begin with. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. You, you don't know. You never know with a team like that. They're either going to I mean, totally enormous distraction. It's not a yeah. guarantee that it'll be awful, but it usually has an effect. I mean, well, it'd be great if they were. They could absolutely implode, or you know, you could see them go on a two or three game run where they rally around the flag, and we're kind of in the middle of that two or three games. That's my only concern. But yes, last, I think most likely they will. They will implode. Last thing I'll say: the analytics sites went from an average of seven point zero one to 6.96 so basically flat okay jeff let's do some basketball recruiting there's a big announcement tomorrow and it's not looking good for maryland what's your percent chance for Jaden and all that i don't love their chances give me a number five percent um, unless there's a big surprise or smoke screen or what have you, which I don't believe is the case, I, I've got him going to Georgia Tech. Yeah. So what's, what's left? The 2024 class, one by one, seems to be dwindling. There's two possibilities, Derek Queen and Matt, Matthew Hodge. Is that it? I guess Boogie Fland is an outside as well. But what's your prediction then there? Well, and there's a post uh, – Oh, also. Oh, because he could reclass, he's, right? Yeah, yeah, he's 25, could move to class 24. I still yeah. think they'll get two. Maybe call me, 
call me a homer or whatever, but I still feel like, they'll, I feel like they'll get at least two out of those three that you mentioned. It's not a lot they'll get to. I'm not saying I'm bubbling with confidence that they'll get to, but if I, you asked me a few weeks ago over under 1.5, I said over, I'll stick with that. Obviously, you know, you'd much prefer to have at least one of these be one of those guys where we, it's like, we know he's going to Maryland, just a matter of time, crystal ball with a confidence score of nine kind of deal. And that doesn't exist, but you know, I think that they'll still get two or at least one. Obviously if you don't get at least one of them, it's a, it's a disaster. If you get one and that one is Derek queen. Okay. Um, Land, you know, I'm not including him in there because I feel like he's he's a pretty big long shot, although he's visiting. So, you know, he's still, you know, he's a possibility. But, yeah, I mean, with, you know, Kanai Ruth's obviously canceled his visit. He still has Maryland on his list, but, you know, it's not happening. And now Lewistoff doesn't look like it's happening. It's uh, the numbers are thinning quickly from what was already a pretty thin list. I can't believe we don't have backups here. I mean, I'm sure somebody or somewhere in the back of their heads, they've got a small list of guys oh, yeah. who got, they got turned on to by this guy or that guy, but we're talking the, you know, Equan smart like level types here. Maybe you get lucky and once in a million years, pull a diamond out of the rough like that. But like you're slumming if you don't get at least one, I mean, at least one of the non-Hodge backup guys, is going to be transfer right? portal, right? That's always that's what they're left with. But yeah, that's a big well, yeah, that. but that's not what you want to be left with. No, I, I, I'm, not I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that's the backup plan. And I guess it's nice that I mean, we have the portal as a as a you know emergency you know break glass if if broken kind of you know an emergency kind of thing. But it's not great. Like it's not how you want yeah. to build a program. I mean, I think the portal's already part of the plan especially a guard you know they don't really have outside of Mustaf and Flan who like I said is long shot they don't have a lot of guard any guard guy you know that they're known to be really high on or have scheduled visits so that already was part of the plan but you're not going to take a whole class from the portal so you, know, you got to get at least one of these guys and then see what happens in the spring um, you know I think He's, I mean, like I've kept saying, he's put his cards on the table with these guys. It's not like he, Willard is, we know something he doesn't know. You know, he knows the situation. He knows that these guys are highly recruited and that he doesn't, you know, that there'll be some backups. Obviously, I think with him and his staff, they're going to probably see a higher level backup option than Turgeon had late in the game, at least, late in his time at Maryland, where it was like the Aquan Smart and those kind of guys. Um so I don't think you'll be beating out Middle Tennessee State for guys and stuff like that. But yeah, got to seal the deal with someone. Here's what's going to happen: Derek Queen's going to commit, and Julian Reese is going to come back for his senior year. So you have Queen at center, and Reese will get to play the four. And then you'll have DHS, and you'll have Kaiser, and that's going to be one of the best foursomes in the country. That that's what's going to happen. That would be a top five team. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 that would be cool, much, cool story. Kevin Willard. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Money on, uh, 
on Julian Reed's coming back next year. Well, they're going to have to put a lot of money on it to get him to come back, right? That's, that's, that's the, very true. Yeah, that's the point. point. All right, so. Oh, I'm so scared. What about Kobe Giacobino, the basketball beat writer for Inside Round Sports, put out a great article. Is that behind the paywall or not? It is? Yes. So we won't give details. So, But we'll just say an awesome, awesome article by Colby detailed the entire recruiting outlook for class of 24, 25, and 26. Listed out about, what, 15-ish guys maybe? Maryland's yeah. chances with each one, how they play into the picture of everything. Great article. Is there anything you can say about that without, like, you know, because it was awesome. No, I mean, to- it's um- – there's, you know, it's more of a thorough look at, like you said, all the guys on the on the board and their chances. But there's no, um, it's not about somebody who's going to commit tomorrow or anything like that. But yeah, it's really good. Kobe does great work for us. And the thing, one of the takeaways from that is there's there's a lot of talent in the 25 class locally. But then 2026 for people who are who follow this closely to look that far ahead has. Four, I think four top 25 players all in the WCAC, which is amazing. Four guys, top 25 in the country, all in the same conference. That's why, obviously, everybody says the WCAC is the best conference yeah. for high school basketball in the country. So there'll be plenty of big-time prospects in that class, too. But, obviously, first things first with these next two classes. Yeah, and I and I would, I would also add, like, as – uh, scared to death as I am of this particular class. Like when you look at the situation for where they put themselves in terms of the 2025 class and early on in 26 class, it looks like they're, they're kind of in a good position with guys that are also the types that they should be able to pull in local kids who are in that kind of like 25 to 50 to 60 range nationally, not super studs that are going to, you know, look for a payday right away or, you know, definitely get recruited by all the big baller programs. Like if they can pull this class off, if they can pull a queen and a Hodge or, you know, two of those guys, maybe one, if the one is queen, they are really well set up with the high schools for the, the classes coming up after this. So like, it'll be easy to feel a little bit better about things if they can finish this class the way that they're intending to. So yeah, the really overall true. outlook is good, don't you? I mean, this year's rough, but overall I still have positive vibes and good feelings about the whole trajectory. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, the big, really the biggest question about next year, I mean, Queen is a huge variable, but otherwise it's what you said earlier about Reese and DHS. There's no telling. I mean, Reese is to me probably a little less, not quite a coin flip to come back less, you know, in terms of can be more likely. And then, and then the Sean and Deshaun Harris Smith from everything I'm hearing, he's, good enough to be a possible one and done. I don't think 
I would bet on that happening, but it's, it's, you know, in the realm of reality. So that's, the, that's a big swing. You, you get both those guys back after this season. Do you get one of the two? Do you get neither one? So that's, what's going to determine their fate for the year after this season. Yeah. It's almost impossible now to really look at a roster beyond next season. I mean, you just never, you're never going to know how many guys are still going to be here and you know, what roles are going to be playing all that stuff. Right. So it's such a, I mean, I can't even imagine trying to coach and then build and maintain a roster under these conditions. Like it's a big, crazy job and we're just not going to know. I think I, I like, I know Kevin Willard can coach basketball. I'm not worried about that. It's going to be managing this roster and making sure that we've always got enough talent to compete. That's really going to be what the job of a high level, you know, high major basketball coaches these days. It's, it's just, it program management is as important or more than actually coaching on the, on the court. So it, it's really kind of new territory for everybody. And, you know, th- that's what I'm looking for. If you're asking for a longer term outlook, it's really hard to just look at a roster and be like, Oh, we'll be great next year. Just wait. Who knows, man. We have no idea. That well, yeah, look if like. DHS is good enough to be a one and done and plays that way this year, Maryland's going to have a very good year. I would agree so, with that. Yeah, that we, is, have, we can we can we can talk about the next year after that. <laughs> after March or April, who knows? Well, that's every team because Kentucky loses five guys every year, and Duke and men, every Kansas and like a lot of teams are just completely remaking it every year. So they've also made that their pitch, right? Yeah. Like that's you know when that's that's the Calipari standard that he set. You know what? Ten years ago, when he got to Kentucky, he was like, "I'm just going to recruit a bunch of freshmen." They're all going to be elite, and I'm going to tell them I'm going to send them off, you know, with a bow to the NBA one year later and do it again. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And, if and DHS does it, do that. You know, if DHS, DHS does it, it's a start. Uh, at number twenty-five, I think he was nationally is one of the highest-rated recruits Maryland's had in recent years. In Kentucky, he'd be the fourth-rated guy in the class. Yeah, so they're they're bringing and, in a different level guy every year. And tenth at Duke, it's a right? Blow for Maryland yeah. to lose a guy like that. Yeah, it's a little different. All right, well, we got a couple months until that really, really kicks in. So still football season, some good, exciting things, hopefully coming up for the football team. Before we move on, we have to give love to the non-revs and our boy Wheels. Hey, everyone. This is Wheels with your InsideMarylandSports.com non-revenue report. Men's soccer is off to a little bit of a slow start. They dropped a 2-1 game to number 15 UVA last week and had to have their annual clash against Georgetown postponed due to weather. They haven't taken the field in a week. They'll go back out opening their Big Ten play against Michigan this week. Women's soccer actually finds itself on a three-game winning streak after wins against Towson, George Mason, and Binghamton. They had the number Murderers six row there. on Friday for their Big Ten opener. Number five, field hockey is riding a four-game winning streak, which included a win over number 17, Boston College, last nice. week. They take on a historic rival in Princeton in College Park on Thursday. And finally, men's We're golf, back. women's golf, and tennis all open their fall seasons this weekend. And that's it for your non-revenue wrap. This is Wheels. Take care, everyone. All right. Very so you, know nice. why, you know why Wheels is the best? Because he knows that Maryland and 
Princeton field hockey are historical rivals. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Princeton's our historical rival in so many sports. It's hard not to. I mean, well, that's why we get our non-nerves report from Wheels. Because he's the man. He knows his stuff. All right. We're going to finish the show with true or false. We'll read a statement. You have to say true or false and expound upon it. Jeff, we will start with you. Maryland will have its first truly impressive game on Friday. And they'll cover the 14.5-point spread against UVA. True. I feel like it's a classic case of a team that, while these flaws are real, kind of plays down the first couple of games and then wakes up and says, "This is okay, this is a not a very good team, but this is an ACC team we're playing. Time to turn it on. I think they win easily. Okay, I agree with that. Paul, there will be more than 45,000 people at the game on Friday. False. Come on, man. UVA's bringing whatever they're bringing. Oh, yeah, because they're really into their football team right now. That's true. Every UVA fan I know that I normally talk trash with and all that kind of stuff, nothing. They're not even paying attention. And I'm like, are you going to the game? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, well. No, I mean, like, again, how I, I so, how think it's so bad. Well, I mean, you they're know, dealing they, with they, some rough circumstances. They had the Mendenhall you know, thing and then, you know, the tragedy from last year of those kids yeah. getting shot. Like, they, they've been through some shit. So, like, they I lost some transfers and I don't want to make too much, you know, too much yeah. light of it. But, like, yeah, they're it's it's very easily. I mean, we've seen how quickly a team at our level and I would argue Virginia's basically over the past you know, 15 years or so at our level, like you can fall off real quick, man, even in the ACC, it doesn't take much. And the fans are like, Nope, done. Yes. Jeff, Maryland basketball will not get any top 50 players in the 2024 recruiting class. I mean, you already kind of answered it. I mean, that's, I answered it. That's basically at this point, um, Derek Queens, the only one left in the top 50, unless Oliogu, reclassify so it's basically you know and that's why the question was asked yeah Yeah, (laughs) classic larry torture um (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i'll say yes i'll say yes well i will true true 49 grasshoppers that's not the way i asked it but that's fine okay uh i asked it the other way but that's okay paul the best they won't right paul the basketball team will be a top 15 team this season. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they're going to be pretty good. I, I've, I've gotten – I will never quite get over Ian Martinez not being like a perfect, like, you know, energy guard off the bench for like a natty contending team. Um, but I still think they'll be pretty good. I think they'll hit top 15 at some point, probably early on. They'll just win like, you know, seven or eight in a row and, and that'll do it. And lose the UCLA by 30? Well, preferably not, but yeah. uh, <laughs> going to Westwood will be will be a little little bit of a challenge, I imagine, for anybody. Jeff, Maryland basketball will win another national championship within your lifetime. Yeah, I'll say true. I mean, I plan on living at least two hundred years. I'm not planning <laughs> on dying like anybody else. So that's a long uh, time. No, I mean, yeah. I'll say yeah. No, I'll say true. I'll say true. I think. Um, I don't know, man. It's so hard. We don't even know where the sport is going with the conferences and all. In 20 years, it might be – I might have to be looking for something else to do or, you know, we don't know. But anyways, 
I'll say true, man. A lot of averages, things have to come around. They have all the resources. They've always had all the resources. Gary made it happen. You look at these teams that, you know, are going to the final four that are have nowhere near as the resources that they have. I think Willard's a really good coach. Has to happen eventually. If for nothing else than for my website, you know, to bring in more subscribers. So I'll say yes. Oh, last one. Maryland football will make the playoff at least once in your lifetime. Yes, that's a repeat. I want to I want to hear you. <laughs> I mean, probably not. Come on, man. <laughs> that's mean, what you that, said last time. Just being uh, honest, man. I mean, I'm going to keep asking you until you say truth. <laughs> you, you ask all you want, man. I'm just telling you, look, I'm not happy about it either, but we kind of we are who we are. And. I'd love for that to change, but like history is, you know, and you turn around and look at where that's forget basketball. Look at where football is going with the money and, you know, basically becoming a a minor league for the NFL. That is not a development that is helpful to Maryland in any way, shape or form. It can be if there becomes a salary cap, if they allow the colleges to start paying players but and they pay. That's, oh man, here goes. Here he goes. But that doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't help. That doesn't help Maryland. Yes, for it me. does. It just makes things as bad as they were before NIL. <laughs> no, upper it mobility, does. Upward mobility is non-existent in college football. It's the same damn teams every single year. I love college football and regular season college football as much as I love college basketball. I still have to admit regular season is better, but postseason and just general uh, unpredictability and excitement of the postseason and the tournament is so much better. College basketball, teams like schools like Maryland, who is the last team or the last program, I should say, of Maryland's stature that has made it an emerge? TCU. No, man. They've got yes. Before they... They've had a lot of success. No, they were not even a power five school 10 years ago. No, eight years true. ago. No, no, they were not, not power true. five. No, that they is had, true. They had Ladanian Tomlinson back. They in were the not a power five school. Yeah, I don't think they were. I think they were conference USA 10 years ago. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah they were I not. They were. Be, I'm going to look that up. Before they were in the Baylor. Baylor has historically been awful, had a run. And then Baylor kid, found like a couple billionaires and well, built yes. a new stadium and decided to you like said, kill but well <laughs> you know kill some kids and like god knows what else with with their revenue sports programs kansas state that was a coach thing but now they're still good after bill snyder no i i will i will i will say this if you're just looking at probability that i live another 40 years or so uh is probably a decent shot that maryland might sneak into a 16 team playoff at some point somehow there you go. But yes. Yes, that's a true. That's a true. We got there. We got there. All right. The answer is still false. TCU was in the Big East before the Big 12. What? Before the Mountain West. Right. Before that. Yes. Conference USA before that. Yeah. 2000. Well, yep. You said they went Division One 10 years ago. No, no. Power they Five. Power Five. Oh, he, power was, five. he was right about that. Yeah. Okay. I was confused yeah. why. I thought you were like losing your mind. Oh, I got you. Um. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Of course, now it's going to be now it's going to be power three. How about Cincinnati? Right, Cincinnati has historically all of those things sound great because those guys were in conferences that they could win. 
We had runoff 12 to no seasons because they were beating up on crappy yeah. teams. Well, TCU, TCU would ACC. It would be a different discussion if they were. Yes, the ACC. I agree with that. TCU beat Texas and Oklahoma, who were historic blue blood programs, but were crap those years, if I so, recall. Okay, but the same thing could happen. And then ran off ten in a row against you know Rice and. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying it's 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 really hard to objectively look at like the last 15 years of Maryland football and be like, oh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> you know, didn't Isn't say it? that or I mean, hell, let's go back through the Ralph years. I mean, I, I oh. guess I would guess I don't I don't remember this, but I would guess that the ACC championship team was what were they 11 and one going in? Or ten and one. Ten I guess. and one. There were eleven games back then. They were ten and so, one going into the Florida. I game. don't know what rank they were, but I'm not sure they were top ten going into yeah, the they, bowl game. I think they were right around that. Yeah, I think they were right around there. So that 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 alone might have been a borderline playoff team. But I mean, I can't think of a team in the past. I can't think of a team in my lifetime that would have made a playoff. That one would have. You they sure? won the ACC. Yeah, they would have won. They would have gotten in, but from winning the ACC. Well, I guess yes. If you're going by the yeah. rules, that would they would have that. That's one team. Yes. Right. Yeah. So one team since and the, even if even a, a ten and one team back then, I believe they were right around top ten in a twelve team. Or if it goes to sixteen, that's a playoff team. Right now, you're, okay. now you're going to have to beat Oregon and um, USC also. And Washington's looking good. Yeah, I mean, again, that it's, just, coach, it's just a. I mean, I, we're going to look back at those those Ralph teams as like the good old, you know, the good old easy days. I mean, Michigan State was brought up in the chat. Another one is Virginia Tech, who was historically awful. Got a coach who for five years was still awful before he got it rolling and then had a 15-year stretch of absolute greatness, including making a national championship. And they've been crap since. They had one good year after he left and have been crap since. But – you asked for examples of turnarounds. I've just reeled off. No, it absolutely can happen. Yes. If you're asking me for probabilities, it's pretty freaking unlikely to happen. Yeah. Beamer. That's all. You mentioned Beamer, Larry. Was that, I don't remember if that was on the show or if someone else I was talking to. He, had, he went to a bowl game like 32 years in a row or something like that. Something yeah. He had, a, he had a, he had a, he had a, not have one streak. rebuilding year where your quarterback gets injured or something else. You know, I don't think it was game. 32. It was, it was yeah. at least in the high 20s. It, it was, was like 20 something. It was like Bowden, but not quite Bowden level, but it was yeah. it was pretty crazy. And I mean, well, part of that's being the Big East. I mean, <laughs> you know, true. if you're talking about, you know, if Maryland was if Maryland didn't leave the big the ACC, I wonder what we would be feeling about football right now okay. yeah i overshot that one it was 22 22 is still pretty yeah. good and the yeah. big east was actually pretty good back then you know you had those those donovan McNabb, syracuse teams west virginia was good pitt had a lot of good teams it wasn't a super conference miami but, was good yeah, when they were in the yeah, big east it was, it was not yeah. like the, the current acc or yeah anything. no that's fair that's fair but yeah, i mean it certainly yeah. wasn't the sec or the big no. 10 so i just yeah i said it, it's just if, if, if you're asking me true or false man you're talking about you know, I, you got to do better than fifty percent, and I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. I'd love to. I want to be wrong so bad. He's going to keep asking you, like he asked Wes about cheering. That's fine. That's fine. He's you he ask me every week, and my soul will want to <laughs> say yes, man. But unfortunately, 
my brain is still functional and just, it is what it is, man. I never, never wanted to be more wrong. I believe, I think they're going to have, that's at least why you're one. here, brother. I think they're going to have at least one, at least one. It's going to, everything is going to coalesce in the exact right way for a season. And if it happens, I will go to every damn playoff game or whatever. I will, I will never, I will never treat it like I treated the national championship. I was a senior at school, so I didn't run really flowing with money, but like I figured, ah, you know, we could go down there and scrape it, but yeah. we'll do this again. Right. Yeah. We'll do this again. Final four, at least. Right. Utah is another good example. By the way, Utah and Colorado have been on their bandwagon for the Big Ten for years now. Utah and Colorado would be great additions to the Big Ten, bringing in a new region of the country, new markets, good programs. Yeah, Utah has got to be the most underrated coach in college sports. So good. They're so good. They're very good. They won won the Pac-12 two years in a row. I don't know. Nobody pays any attention because it's Utah, but the guy just – the potential there—they have the potential to be one of these perennial playoff contenders every single year because they don't have pro football in the state, and it's one of the fastest-growing states. It's bigger than Nebraska, for example, and like a lot of those Middle America states that have big historic programs. They 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 could do that easily. I could see Utah doing that. Anyway, InsideUtahSports.com. Check it out there. Nebraska's still not uh, not back, by the way. No, Nebraska is assuredly not back. Well, I'm so surprised. I thought, well, who who saw what Colorado's doing? Who could have predicted that? That the, the yeah, I thought they'd come back down to earth, and Nebraska would would beat them. Uh, I, I could have seen Colorado winning, but absolute drubbing and then also nebraska lost in the first week to minnesota in a hard fought game that one's you know you can see that but Dude, then jeff sims, jeff sims might be the worst quarterback i've ever seen he in my life awful. i remember I mean, when he was at georgia good Tech, lord i remember tweeting that he was just way overrated and all these people got on to me about it about how good he was upside and so it doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are if you don't have that intrinsic quarterback gene and he doesn't have it. Like he, he's a great athlete, but yeah. And Matt Rule, you know, he's won everywhere he goes. You can't really but judge him. It always takes year, him two but, years. Yeah. 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 Let, let's hope. Let's hope we. Let's hope he he uh, he doesn't figure that out uh, this season. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's hope they're already mathematically eliminated from a bowl by the time they get to Maryland. So. Yeah. Then there might only be ninety-seven thousand people there instead of ninety-eight. Yeah. Exactly. They've only won one game. Did, did you see what they did for the volleyball game? 92,000 yeah. people for a volleyball game. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. So, so like, crazy. was that in collaboration with some other event? Like, did, was nope. there a mutual I think, promotion I, I, or did they? Really I don't think so. I, th- I think they had a post game concert of some kind, but it wasn't like freaking Taylor Swift. So, you know, it, it was obviously not just for the volleyball game, but the volleyball game was like, the thing I think, so. yeah, I think they build it as let's break the record for most attended female yeah. sporting event ever, and they did it. Yeah, did because it. I would have been shocked if you told me thirty-two thousand. I would have been like, what, thirty-two thousand people? Ninety-two is just incomprehensible. You ever, you ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska? It still doesn't matter. Ninety-two thousand people rolling into a college campus for a volleyball game is is just a, you know. Big Red is their religion, man. It's all no, they it got. Is. 
and and you know it's just it's just people that's why come don't people come to Maryland? On a side note, they pe- just don't. They had, they had sixty thousand like a couple of years ago. They had a recruiting like a Friday night lights recruiting event with just some recruits running around on the field or whatever. And they had sixty thousand for that. How Let's many see. would come to? How many would be at CQ? Five thousand. Five hundred. Anything? Yeah, probably close. Five hundred. Oh, 500. 460 of those students and the other 40, the other, you know, 39 being uh, player parents and then Hoagie, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just, just different, man. It's different. And we just need to, you just need, you need to embrace the fact that we will never be like that. It's just not going to happen. We can have the is. best athletic department and the best results and the best people and all that stuff. It is never, ever going to happen here. Like you're just always going to be swimming against the tide. It's just like I'm. I'm sorry. I'm embracing the horror. If you guys want to get disappointed every year, that's up to you. I'm just saying. I will continue to swim against the tide, then, Paul. How about that? I will continue swimming. I'm just in my life raft, heading this way. Two things. I was thinking about doing when we were talking about the volleyball thing. This is a big tangent, but women's sports like team sports have never latched on in this country at a professional level. You got the WNBA, you got the NWSL for soccer. None of them get any traction. I think they, a professional women's volleyball league would have a chance to, to create a niche and actually grow. Would it? I do. I think it could. I, I think, think it works or what? I think it's, one no, of those, no, I think, I think it's, it's one of those sports that's like pretty impressive. Like if you just like, like as a TV product, like I, yeah. I know like volleyball, like, like the men's and the women's, like I, it's one of the few, like Olympic, you know, when the Olympics go on, like it's one of the few things I'll actually tune into just cause it's, it's action packed and it's interesting and it's, you know, requires yeah, it's a lot so of good. It doesn't even, it doesn't even look real. Right. right. Whereas, there's no you know, men. whereas some of us, some people will say, Women's basketball, for example, doesn't quite come across that way in comparison. I well, think they're comparing I think, to men. Right, there's exactly. No, there's no men's league. Well, maybe there if there is a men's league and nobody knows about it, but they would could I think that could be a thing. Somebody should get on that. And I will say, like I, I you're right historically, but women's sports is starting really to put up some big numbers on you know, TV and, and attendance in certain, ways that they certain aspects. In a while. The women's national team for soccer, yes. And then you have Individual sports like tennis and golf have had traction, but they've been doing it for 150 yeah. years. But like even the two you mentioned, the WNBA and NWSL have really been kind of taking off from their base. It's still well below the men's sports, but it's really it's, sustain- uh, it's sustainable in a way that I don't think it would have it was the WNBA would have folded a long time ago if they weren't propped up by the NBA. That's yeah. my understanding. Like I don't well I mean it, it's a, well it's just it's just improving is all I'm saying. Like, it comes down to one thing. Yeah. In volleyball the women can make the same athletic plays, the spike, diving digs, they can do all the things. Basketball, the dunk, like that's they gotta you know, lower the rim. The, the dunk is I mean people love basketball in general, but it, it's like baseball chicks dig the long ball, right? The home run. Women don't dunk. Well, a few of them do, but anyways, that's yeah. yeah that's kind of that's why them. that's why women's softball is kind of wild too, man. Like you're like you catch one of those just on ESPN because you left go on from the night before or something, and like trying to hit like a you know eighty mile per hour underhand pitch from forty five feet away. That's crazy. Chance. I that is wild. crazy the way and the way they pitch. 
They've got to have shoulder issues with the way they torque and how fast they do that spinning motion. They've got to develop it's shoulder still issues. still a nat- more natural motion than throwing overhand, actually. Uh, well, but how many pitchers develop lots well, they, of the less than you think because because well, they don't I don't think they have rest requirements either because it's not yeah putting as much what were the odds okay. heading into this show? Kind of like the odds of that Ravens preseason hey. what were the odds we'd be talking yeah, we got, about the injury risk to women's softball? Yeah, we, we, I, we pull we pull West out of the crowd and we got <laughs> you know I have for years been a proponent and a supporter of women's sports. You guys know this. We've had Brenda on the show and Bet Shelby, who was an assistant coach before that. Oh, yeah. And I've, I have been That's promoting cool. for years. I have been doing that. Paul has always been the, the hater. He's always the hater. Um, Let's get not, Brenda again sometime. That's not true. Yeah, we should get Brenda again. One more thing before we go that I thought of. How do you, <laughs> how am I going to phrase this? How awesome would it be or how good would it be if Maryland football had Dion? Well, I mean, that would be – that's kind of like what a lot of people thought locks would be right off the top, right? He's you know, not – he doesn't – he's not – there's only one Dion. He doesn't – Obviously, it would yeah. be a supercharged kind of yes. thing. Star, and, star power is unmatched. And, it's, right. he doesn't and, if, have, and, if, and if you're bringing your stud son quarterback with you and yes. a bunch of other dudes, that's kind of yes. a whole other level yes. of thing. But imagine, yes. the recruits, imagine the recruits you get from the DMV. That's yeah. what I'm saying. From everywhere. Just now, here's the but thing. You do that anyway. Now, that's not now, really Maryland. Now, he would, he would lane, anyway. he'd lane Kiff in it and, and be here for like, you know, Eight games before he went to exactly exactly what I was going to say. That's the only negative. Florida State, yeah. He's. I think he's going to do the same thing in Colorado. What Shadur has one more year, right? So I think they're going to get two years out of him. And Travis Hunter, I think, has two years too. One more year after this, they're both first round NFL picks as soon as they leave, probably. And then I think he's probably gone, right? The question is, can they sustain anything? They won't sustain exact same thing. Can they sustain a, a higher level after he leaves, or they drop him back to two, three? No, nope, they're done. It's, all, it's, it's a, it's, it's cocaine. It's, it's football cocaine, man. It's, it's gonna be yeah, really great uh, for a short amount of time. Yeah, like, so then, Jackson then, Five sustain Michael leaving. Like it's, <laughs> it's the whole show. You know, right. he's the whole show. They did try. <laughs> Well, of course they're going to try. I, I bet Colorado will continue to play football, but I'm not counting on them being any good. And they they had some moderate success. People went to see them because they were they were the Jacksons. I do love. I by the way, I do love Jackson State going to, for Rich Rodriguez. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. I like seeing like seeing Rich Rod still in the game, kicking around. Right. So, would you take the Dion experiment for two years? You would, right? Because you'd have two years of amazingness, and then. I mean, I would have after DJ Durkin got canned. Would you I now? Would, I wouldn't now. No? I don't think I would. You and that's probably dumb, but I don't. You take the slow, long, steady in this, in this, build of um, locks. I mean, if, if, I had, if, if, if I had to fire Loxley to do it, I wouldn't do it. That's what I was going to say. In this hypothetical, what has happened to Loxley? He's yeah, if, taking a hiatus to okay, get to know so, himself better in the woods of... Say... Say Dion leaves Colorado in tears, like I just said. Loxley this year, they say Retires. they go they go four and eight this year, and then they go 
one and 11 next year. <laughs> and Loxley and Maryland agreed to mutually part ways at a buyout. And so they need a new coach. And Kevin Plank says, enough of this. I am finally going to prop up the program. I'm going to pay $15 million a year. the Nikeest guy in human history. Yes, I'm going to pay $15 million a year to get any coach. That's the scenario. Well, I mean, oh, obviously, yeah, you would take him there. But I would also ask, what the hell has he done to go to Maryland two years from now? Like, things have not worked out at Colorado the way he well, wanted. Well, I, 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 he's leaving Colorado in two years because his son and Travis Hunter are going to be leaving. Yeah, and but he ain't leaving Colorado to come to Maryland, bro. No, oh, that's why I said fifteen <laughs> not after million. Maryland went, after Maryland went one and eleven. <laughs> that's why I said <laughs> that's what fifteen million. No, no, that's what Colorado did. And he went there. But he's I'm not so- doing it again, man. Well, for $15 million, that's why I said $15 million. Uh, dude, How much is he Dion finds $15 million in his couch cushions, dude. <laughs> no. Come on. He's he's coaching for money. He wants to get paid as much as he can. Come on. He's, dude, he's $15 million. He's going to laugh. You want me to take no. $11 million in Maryland at $15 million? Get the hell out of here. He, he is going to – I think he is going to be there for two years and then go – to some be interesting to see where he goes because Florida State had they, they've got a rolling, so they're not going to have a vacancy. You can't go no, back to yeah. modern. You want you want to you want to hear my you want to hear University of Florida? You can't. What do, do you think? I think I think it's. I was going to say it's either going to be Florida or LSU. I don't know that Kelly's LSU work down makes there. a lot of sense. I don't th- I don't know that Kelly's going to work down there. It just doesn't feel right. And they've you know they've struggled a little bit here and there. So I that wouldn't surprise me. But Florida. Florida, I wonder if they're thinking, like, do they want to even bother keeping Napier around uh, for one more year just in case rather than hiring a new coach after this season and then being out of the Deion sweepstakes? That would be – if you if you talk about search firms and, like, back, you know, agent, you know, agent kind of, con- you know, contact and all that stuff, if I'm Florida, man, I'm working whatever I can do to get in Deion's head about what he yeah. wants to do and when he wants to do it. Because that's affecting my a, whole program. Does a Florida State guy go to Florida? Is the question there? Right, and then then the whole thing that would be absolutely up, insane. Someone in the chat said Alabama. Because oh, Saban retires, that could you see could, that you could envision that. Oh my god! Can you imagine the recruiting classes? Just you know, Saban in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my god! Just, just stop playing football at that point. There's just no point. Someone said the Geico commercials were prophet- prophetic, Larry. What, what's he talking about? He's in the commercials with C. Oh. oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. That's right, okay. All right, well, that All right, well, was I, I thought I, I thought we were in, in danger of actually finishing a show under an hour, and clearly we were not. Instead, we, we went for an hour and a half. Then we went seven hours. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey, we still got some people watching. Do us a favor, please subscribe. If you're listening, do us a favor, get to the website go to youtube and and subscribe for us we're inching up there inching up and like we said like paul pulse we said last week we're going to be going every wednesday at 7 30 now so you guys know that it's a regular time put it on your calendar give yourself an alert do whatever please join us live we love having the interaction as many people as possible so just be ready for that every wednesday at nine sorry at 7 30 that's going to be the time. Ending it, ending after nine, most likely. <laughs> the way today, today we are. Normally we're like hour and ten ish. Right. Anyway, 
All right. Thank you guys for joining us. It was a lot of fun having having Wes on the show. We got to have him back. I forget the other guy's name. What was Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Monk. Monk. Yes. We're going to try and do that a little more too. Have some have some fan of the week appearances where you guys get to ask us any questions you want. So if you guys are interested in doing that, send one of us a message on the board and maybe we'll get yeah, you. We'll, we'll have to figure out some way to yeah. sift through all that. All right. That's fun. Thank you guys for joining us. This is IMS Radio. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.